Hello, folks. This is your host, Ellie Tascari, welcoming you to Faith Uncensored. Today, you will hear stories of real people who step by faith into the footprints of Jesus. Enjoy the show. So hello, hello, everybody. I'm here. This is your host, Ellie Tescari with Faith Uncensored. And I have a, I'm privileged to have here Rhonda Latham. And I just met her and a friend of mine talked to me about her. Rhonda is here to share her testimony. She is a former homosexual. She's been living as a lesbian for many years. And she has been living, it's not the present, but she used to live as a lesbian for many years, right? And uh, so she's here to share a testimony. She felt that God was really chasing after her. And one day, you know, during Easter Sunday, she went to church to see the performance of her niece. And uh, the performance was about the passion of the Christ. And something really happened that day. Something changed and it was something irreversible. So welcome to our show. Welcome today, Rhonda. Thank you. Okay. It's nice to be here. And you're very nice. You're a very nice person. And. Uh, you have such a depth of the presence of God. I felt it right away when I was talking oh, to you. Sweet. <laughs> He's so good. God is good. God is good. So I was introducing you a little bit. You are a former homosexual and you lived a life like that for how many years? Pretty much my whole life. I came out when I was 13, I guess. Seventh grade-ish. Okay. And um, all the way till I was 50-ish. Okay. A long time. My whole life, and for the most part. So, so you came out at 13, but you, you, you told me when we were chatting before this interview that your family was a Christian family, right? Yeah, you went yeah. to church. Mm -hmm. So you came out at 13. What did they say? Well, they weren't happy. They weren't happy about it. <laughs> they weren't happy at all. But, but I mean, the, the church we, I grew up in was a church that was devoid of, homie, of Holy Spirit. For the most part, I mean, like, they talked about Holy Spirit, but they never, there was never any manifestations. There was never, there was, I, I didn't ever feel the love of God. I felt the wrath of God. Mm. And so I remember growing up thinking, well, I'm going to go to hell anyway, because God doesn't love homosexuals and I don't have a choice. So I'm just going to go to hell. And so I might as well ride that highway to hell high. Uh, <laughs> and okay. so I started drinking, doing drugs, uh, around the you know like seventh grade i started smoking pot and then then i started doing every drug possible and started dealing drugs and just you know just it was that was a lifestyle of of running very hard because i didn't think i was redeemable ah so you said let me go all the way all or nothing you know oh yeah well that's kind of that's kind of my nature mm -hmm. all or nothing yeah which is why when my when the lord uh, my sister was driving down the road one day and the Lord said, can you imagine Rhonda as a Christian? And my sister was like, whoa, hmm. that would be like crazy because she jumps all in. Whatever it is, she jumps all in. And so hmm. my sister began praying. Okay. And during that time, hmm. I actually got married to a woman. We had, we had, we adopted two children. Mm-hmm. So uh, my sister okay, so, did not see that coming. Okay, so she she okay, so she was talking to God. He was telling, "Can you imagine your sister being a Christian?" And then everything went south, basically. Yeah. So it was like, well, this is not happening. Maybe I don't know what she thought, but let's go back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So so you started. Um. So you 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 embraced your 
being homosexual mm-hmm. at the age of 13. So yeah. you're starting um, to live. And, you know, I was, um, I was praying before meeting you. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was praying because I, I saw the testimony of other of this man that he was a homosexual mm-hmm. and that Jesus freed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was so touched by his testimony because today they say that why should you seek for freedom? It's just who you are. You right. know, it's just yeah. who you are. Why should you fight it? And uh, I thought it was very brave to bring his testimony like that because right. today that's really condemned by the world, by, um, let's say, let's say the, the left. I don't know why it's even a political issue, but um, it's condemned when um, people from heterosexual become homosexual, but you can never go back. You can never reverse. It's, uh, they despise it. And so when Jared, that is behind the scenes with the camera, talked to me about you, I was so touched. I said, yes, definitely. So we got in touch. And it was such a blessing talking to you. You feel, you, I can tell that you are full of the Spirit of God. <laughs> and I, lo- I, lo- I just uh, I was lo- love to talk to you today. So you said that 13, you came out. And uh-huh. so you started having all kinds of experience because you started, not only you came out, but also you started with drugs with, because you thought you were unredeemable. You right. said, right. so might as well have it all. Right. Yeah, the highway to hell. I wrote it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you said also you got married, or mm-hmm. was it? Well, it was. I mean, it union was before it was before no marriage to to women was legal. Mm-hmm. But you know, we did have a ceremony, and and uh, and then we adopted children. And that how old was were you when you got married? The first part of two thousand three. Okay, in two thousand three, because we got our daughter in December of two thousand three. Okay, so you you were able to adopt. Yeah, it was a private adoption. It was that was God led as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do believe that God sees the beginning from the end, and so yeah. He knew He knew that you know these children were going to come to a place that that was filled with love. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, so the um, children needed to be adopted anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. they. Um, my daughter was four months old when we got her. Oh. And my son, I actually cut his cord. I was in the in the delivery room with his, their birth mom when. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it was pretty amazing. Cool. Amazing, yeah. really. Yeah. So you you got a, a whole experience really with these children, yeah. and um, so you say you were married to this woman. So of course you're no longer together. Correct. So tell us. So it was uh, your sister was praying. God has revealed him something how imagine just figure out just try to figure how it will be for your sister to be a christian and so she starts thinking about it and she starts praying for you right this is what you told me Uh, yeah and i mean like she's my sister's pretty amazing she um actually one day i I walked up in church and she was somebody was asking you know how is the, how do you how do you pray for somebody to come into the kingdom? And she said, "Well, here's you you enlist all your friends. You put their name on the prayer court card mm-hmm. every week. You call into into um to K Love every week, and and you have everybody praying for them." And I walked up and I was like, "That's what you did to me, isn't it?" And she <laughs> goes, "Yes." <laughs> wow, she has a strategy. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I was like, wow, that is pretty cool. Oh, oh. You know, so like there was an army calling me into the kingdom. Wow, wow. Which is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, how she she insisted, how she, you know, because... Persisted. Persisted. Yeah, persisted. Yes. That's, wow. Wow, yeah. she didn't give up on you. Mm-mm. And 
And you, 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 you went to church sometimes. What did you do in that? You know, she was praying for you, but you didn't. Well, I mean, I went receive. to some churches because I always, I have always been drawn by God. Mm. I loved God from when I was little, but I didn't know. I mean, but the God I knew was a God of vengeance, not a God of love and grace. Mm. What changed this? What, what, what happened? Well, um, and experiencing him, you know, experience. Uh, so, so you mentioned, so my niece, she's, she's loves to perform. One of the most shy people I've ever met, but she'd, when she'd get on the stage, she would light up. And mm. so as a child, she would join every church performance that there was. And they, they were, at, they were at uh, Max Lucado's church in, in San Antonio's big church. Mm -hmm. So they had lots of kids things, you know, and so I would go to all of, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the aunt. And of back course. then I didn't have any kids. I didn't, you know, I always went to everything because, you know, they were my babies. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I went to all of her things and there was a couple of things that were very specific that happened. Um, and I saw changes in her that turned my heart because I would see things that she would do and choose God first mm -hmm. and my niece. Wow. And um, how old was she when you, when this was happening? How, how old was your niece? All, all the time she was growing up, but there was one particular case when she was like uh, she went to some camp and, and um when she was like I think 13 or so and she came back and when she came back I just felt the love wow and um we washed her feet her parents washed her feet and and blessed her wow. and then on the way home my my son asked her if she would do something and she said I think it was taken for a bike ride or go for a walk with any stuff whatever it was Right. But when we got home, somebody wanted to talk to her. And she goes, well, first, I'm going to do this with Maverick because I told him I would. Huh. And that just meant so much. It was like the switch, she, you know, before mm -hmm. it was like she was a kid and then she had just kind of changed into this more responsible person. And I was like, well, what? wow, flip that switch. And then when she she was and so I would, you know, every time I would go to church, I would feel the Lord calling me. But I knew from growing up that it didn't matter because uh -huh. I was going to go to hell uh -huh. because I was gay uh -huh. and because I was a sinner and because I had done drugs, which at the time I didn't do drugs anymore, but it didn't matter because it was done. Yeah. I had already, you know, I, I, you know, there were so many things that, that I regretted doing, but you know, uh -huh. I didn't know, I didn't know the, the redeeming wow. quality of Jesus's uh -huh. blood. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I mean, so you, you thought that what you'd done was already set in stone. And so you were on your way to hell. Yeah. There was nothing that could change that. Nothing. Wow, what a hopeless yeah. life. Yeah. And I'm wondering how many people are walking like that today, thinking that there is no redemption, there's no way out of where they are. And so you keep piling it up. I mean, you keep doing it. You keep doing it because might because as well. There's there's nothing, nothing. Yeah, there's nothing that's going wow. to help you. There's no, wow. And, you know, and I think that it comes down to a wrong view sometimes of sin. Hmm. And um, about how that sin, when you speak of sin, I mean, we've all heard the word sin, yeah. but it has this connotation of that I'm bad. But that's not what sin is. Sin isn't I'm bad. It's, it's a wall. It's something that keeps you from God. It keeps you, it keeps you from experiencing him because sin puts a wall between you and God. And so he doesn't hate you. He hates the thing that keeps him from you or you from him. And so this whole time I'm experiencing this 
regret and this thing, I, I can't get to God. He can't love me because I have all this sin in my life and, and there's nothing that can redeem it. Hmm. And that's just not the case. The wow. case is, is that he loved me enough to die for me. Hmm. He loved me. And, and, and I remember when I was going through this whole thing of, of, you know, how do I, how can I, um, I, I got this, I got to this place of, I don't want to, and I said, I don't want to waste his blood is what uh, I would say, because if I sin again, uh, you felt like you were just throwing it away or, ah, uh, yeah. Know. And it was so hard to be, <laughs> just to feel like I could hurt him any more than I already had. Uh, <laughs> And I felt worthless. Mm. And my brother-in-law said, Rhonda, I overeat every day. He goes, and that's a sin. But Jesus loves me. Mm. And I know that. I know it. And somehow that changed everything. I don't know why his overeating helped. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. I'm overeating every day. Well, God touches us in weird ways. Uh, He knows what's going to help us you know so anyway so he wow wow those words changed everything for me and and you know he i think god put him up to saying that but wow i never saw things from this point of view honestly about sin you know i've been um i've been having actually the opposite experience you know when i was younger and uh you know i was raised in church and i finally when i was a teenager I left because it was so boring. And in my life, I was like, well, I can sin because God loves me. He can uh-huh. help it. And so I can go ahead and sin because his grace is so big that he's going to be grace, grace, graceful to me. Right. But the Bible, also, the Bible also says, you know, that God has redeemed us. So we shouldn't continue to sin. You right. know? Yeah. <laughs> and so take advantage. I was taking advantage of the grace of God. Right. But you, you wouldn't even dare. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that you could do you could do anything like that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Which is wrong. Totally, what I was doing is not right. But I took it to the other extreme. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. when I think really the key is the relationship. The where yes. when you start falling in love with him, then you know, like when you first meet, like when you first met your husband, you wanted to do things to please him. You might not. Mm-hmm. Quite yes. as much now, but <laughs> you do. now I still do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, like you just, you just yeah. want to make them happy. You want mm-hmm. to, you know, and 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 it just hurts your heart if you hurt their feelings. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when you begin to have that kind of relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. and your heart just hurts if you do something wrong. Yeah. You know, I pray that that my conviction, because you know condemnation is what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. You know, you're bad. But conviction is when God says, you know what? I love you. And what you're doing, that kind of hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. And you're like going, oof, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I love you so much that yeah. I never do that. Yeah. And so I started falling in love with mm. him, but I didn't want, I didn't want one more thing that I ever did yeah. to hurt him, you know? And so I'm like, but See, I didn't, I didn't know at the time, but I found out later uh, in a healing session what, that my mom, God had shown me along uh, several years before mm-hmm. that I had, that my mom had had, a, my 
birth father had kicked her down the stairs and um when when she was pregnant with me okay and i didn't know all this but when i asked her i said mom did something happen to me when you when you were carrying me and and because so i had you, seen this in a vision ah uh, so so you started going to this uh, delivery session or healing session you said well this okay so years before i had seen this vision but i didn't know what it meant ah okay so before experiencing God's love, you know, you okay, so you had this vision. You saw you saw your birth father kicking your mother. No, I was inside what the vision ah. I saw was was me not being it's basically I couldn't see where I was exactly, but I knew where I was and I saw things coming at me and I knew that I was inside the womb. I just knew it. Ah. Okay, so I had this thing that I knew that I was there and I knew something had happened. And so I went to my mom and asked her, and she said, "Yes, your your you know your birth your birth father kicked me, and I fell down the stairs." Wow. And so I had that information. So one when I went to a healing session, oh, I see. we asked the Lord what had happened to me in that place because I just knew that I was born gay. Mm -hmm. I just knew it. There was no there was no other explanation. But really, the truth of the matter is, is during this experience when. I was, when I was hurt in the womb, I came out thinking I needed to protect, I needed to protect myself and I needed to be a protector and, and I needed to shield myself and who, and, and who are the protectors in the world was well, the men. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I should be a man. I thought I was in the wrong body. I thought, uh. you know, there's, you know, God must have made a mistake or something because, because I'm supposed to be a boy. Uh -huh. and, um, and you felt that even when you were little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, from when I was really little, we, when we were when I, we would go to the store, mom would head right straight to the boys section because I wouldn't wear girl clo girl clothes, hmm. except at church. And then I had to wear dresses. But boy, when I was I, I'm, I wore my shorts underneath, and before I even hit the car, that dress was off. Mm -hmm. I already had my play clothes underneath. I was not wearing that thing any one more second longer. So wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So, so, so you said, so you went through this, uh, so you asked your mother what this was. She confirmed that that was your birth father. And what happened when you were talking and going through this healing, um, session with these people, what happened? Well, that, that my reaction to that trauma, mm. because see, tra trauma opens a door to the enemy. Mm -hmm. And my reaction to that trauma made me think that I should have been a boy. I should be the protector. I should yes. be strong. I should, mm -hmm. you know. And I, when I came out basically into the world, I looked around and it's men that are the protectors. Mm -hmm. So I thought that I, that's, you know. And so they prayed this, they prayed for you. What did they do? These, um, were oh, you um, with other people, I suppose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Best Shalom Ministries, it's, uh, they do, it's a healing ministry. Mm hmm and it's similar to Sozo, except for um, you go to the, the core, the innermost part, mm -hmm. and because Jesus says He heals you from the inside out, mm -hmm. and so you go to the innermost part, and you, you and you walk through things from as far back as you can remember, whatever, and you ask the Lord mm -hmm. to get, come and show you these things, and He does, and mm -hmm. and it's pretty amazing the um, those voices that that chitter chatter at you and tell you you're bad, stop talking, and mm -hmm. you know. I think I went through something like that a couple of years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, don't know the name, but it was through a ministry. Yeah, that yeah. they go, you know, backwards yeah. in your mm -hmm. history and yeah. yeah, until yeah, you can remember. Yeah, and Monty, the uh, the person that God that God showed how to do this. She's she would. 
I, I she's my birth my um my spiritual, spiritual mom. Spiritual mom, yeah. Yeah. And I just adore her. Mm. But she goes all, all over the world mm -hmm. teaching and her and her husband are Yeah, I think I, I did that. Yeah. 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 It's pretty amazing. And so and so now uh, you, I was talking to you and I really feel that you have so much revelation about the love of God, even when you said about sin, you know, because sin is not something that makes you bad or is not something that God hates you for, but is this wall between you and God. And so God hates sin because that's something that keeps you away from him mm -hmm. to reach to him. Yeah. So that's why he hates it. Yeah. So he doesn't he hate wants us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when this happens, you know, when we sin or we live a lifestyle of sin, we can't, we, the condemnation is so strong that we feel that God doesn't love us, mm -hmm. that God doesn't care for us. Not only that, but, but, the conviction can't come in because mm. we because we're seared. Okay, so seared explain us. just a moment this conviction. Can you give because I think you have some good insight for Well, conviction okay, so for somebody that was raised in the church and and you're going to go to hell because you're a lesbian, you're going to go to hell because you do drugs, you're going to go to hell because this that and that. You know, I was I you know, irredeemable, okay? Mm -hmm. So Today, though, after after falling in love with Jesus and having him, like I remember one year on my birthday, I, I just asked the Lord, what, what would you have today? And I just, oh my goodness, the love of God just fell on me. And I just sat there weeping and mm. weeping and weeping. And I had no idea what was going on other than I couldn't imagine feeling so any more loved than I did at that very moment. Mm. And um, just to to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're loved. So when you do something, mm -hmm. for example, okay, this is kind of a stupid, people are going to think this is really stupid, but it, but it really affected me. So I cut my trees one time and, and I went, I put limbs in my car and I went looking for somewhere to dump my limbs. And I found this pile of limbs out in front of this place and so I put my limbs in there and oh my goodness I wept I mm. felt so bad I wanted to go back and put $20 on their on their porch or what you know I mean like seriously because the conviction inside of me for doing something that I knew wasn't right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was so I mean like I went to my prayer group and I was like y'all y'all gotta help me I feel so bad you know and this is you know but but mm -hmm. that's conviction Yes. Conviction so, is when you feel inside of yourself that, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything wrong because, mm -hmm. because it hurts my heart. Mm -hmm. And and it leads you to repentance. So it leads you yes. to, you, one thing that I've always, you know, Jesus has forgiven our past, present and future sins, mm -hmm. has forgiven us. Right. And so I was asking God, why do we need to ask you forgiveness for our sins? And uh, well, the Bible says so that we need to for, uh, ask for forgiveness, but it's my more understanding. It's more that you need to repent and repent is turning your back to sin and mm -hmm. walk the other yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. And never go back, you know, and well, if you fall, God is going to pick you up. You know, yeah. he's not going to let you there and say, ah, you fell again. Yeah. Come on. It will never do anything. If you don't like do that. that to your kids when they're learning to walk. Uh, come on. Exactly. Get, get up. Yeah. Get up. You shouldn't fall down. <laughs> like who says that to their babies? Nobody. 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 And he loves us more than we love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. But, but people have such a view of God that is just so skewed. Yes. Because, okay, so they see Christians. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and so many Christians are just like, bah, 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 and just, you know, you're bad and mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, 
where's the love of Christ? Yeah. How will they know you by the way you love one another? Yeah. Well, hello, you're not doing that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, his love, that's what, that's what makes us different. That's what changes us. Mm-hmm. Can I can I go back a bit a yeah. little bit because yeah. your story is so interesting and but every time mm-hmm. you know we talk and then yeah, rabbit trails yes so um, when you went to this uh, church where your niece was performing mm-hmm. so what happened so oh my I began weeping you watching your niece performing but I felt I felt acceptance what was she performing I'm sorry um, it was well it was really it was a it was like a, a mime kind of a thing with white poles but the song that was playing mm. is what got me and uh it, the name of it is arise my love by new song and if you ever get a chance to listen to that song or watch the video the in the video they do the passion of the christ because it's basically god saying arise my son arise my love death has no hold on you mm. And um, the Lord just spoke to me so deeply in that. And I, I, it changed me. It forever changed me completely. And so I began to go to church. And um, it was in San Antonio. I live in Kyle. And I, every Sunday morning, we'd get up, go to church. And, and um, my son, who was like five years old at the time, he would go find the Kleenex because he knew I'd be crying. And Aww. he'd sit there and he'd just love on me. And he would, Mama, you going to cry today? Yeah, probably so. Oh, good tears or bad tears? Good tears, babe. Okay. Well, I love your heart, mom. And he would just sit there and he would hand me Kleenexes and just love on me the whole time. And I would just sit and weep. And what happened to your heart while you were weeping? What do you think happened? I I think I was being cleansed. I think that that, that he was changing me. He was allowing me to, to allowing all that old, that unredeemable to be redeemed. It was redeeming you. Yeah. And also change your mentality. Yeah. Now this is irre- irreversible. Not our sins are not irreversible. Exactly. But His love, and He's chasing us, and He's redeeming us. That's irreversible. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, you know, like, and so as time went on, I was like, I can't continue to come to San Antonio every week. I've got to find a church closer. So I went to a church closer to me, and and got in because you can't really do the weekday stuff and the stuff with people if it's you know a long ways away. So. um I'm just, anyways, I met, I found myself one day surrounded by these gorgeous women that at some point I would have been like, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, wow, I do not feel attracted to not one of them. Whoa, I am really changed. Wow. (laughs) It was like, wow. Can I ask you if you, you know, you, you said you were married, so how your wife reacted to all this change? Well, we, no, we weren't together at the time. Okay. 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 So I, I had finally gotten out. Okay. Okay, so so you were okay. That that's behind you, and so you find these other women, and you're not attracted to them, right? And they were gorgeous, mm-hmm. still are, but yeah, you know, you can recognize beauty, but you're not. I, I, I wasn't lusting after them. I loved them with the heart of Jesus. I loved them mm-hmm. because they were my sisters. Yeah, and and they were they were feeding me the word. Hmm. And um, just you know, I I just I was so changed. Wow! But I was shocked. I was like, "What going on?" It was just I was like, "I can't believe I'm looking around here, and I don't I'm not lusting after one of these ladies. That is so cool." <laughs> and even that God showed you, look, you're not right. lusting after them. Exactly. Look. I mean, and I was like sitting in a room of gorgeous women, and I'm just like going, "What?" <laughs> wow. Hmm. Yeah. Really. 
Mm-hmm. How long from, okay, so let's say how long, because I believe God has been chasing you your whole life, but let's say from that Easter Sunday that you see your niece performing mm-hmm. to this moment that you're saying, you know, I'm looking at these gorgeous women and I'm, I'm not attracted to them. How, how much time? Um, it was probably about a year and a half, a year and ish, a half. year and a half, maybe two at the most. Hmm. But I don't, I don't even think it was near two. I think, you know, cause that, okay. So it was actually probably the next summer. Hmm. So it was fairly uh, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a, a tough journey? Was it a hard journey? You know, um, or was it like every day, like a victory or sometimes you fall, sometimes you, well, well, we all have this kind of journeys, I guess. You well, know. there was one time when I was tempted. Yeah, but I'm not just, woman. just, I'm not just talking about that, you know, you know, because, uh, you know, just life in general. Yeah, I'm not just talking about. I think that my, that what God showed my sister was absolute and that when ah, I jumped in, right. it was all the way and I don't see nothing but Jesus. Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank <clears> you for, <throat> yes, yes, yes. You said that. That you are all or nothing. I am all or nothing. And uh-huh. I believe with everything in me that Jesus has changed me and he loves I... me. And, you know, they're, they're, the, my biggest struggle has been with, you know, I still have felt over the years not worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times Christians, like they, they, you know, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And I'm, this, you know, yeah. you need to stop saying that. Mm-hmm. It's God loved me and he saved me and he died for me so that I could live. Mm-hmm. Not so that I can be miserable and beat myself over the head. Yes. I did enough of that. Yes. You know, so... Um, I'm if, the righteousness of God. I mean, we're holy. Mm-hmm. We have been made holy. Yes. And what does that mean? It means we've been set apart. And so, you know, we have to learn who we are in Jesus in order to, in order to live the fullness of what he's given us. And I think that for the most part, we don't. And an inter- interesting fact is that sin now has no power over us to keep us from God. Exactly. So if we fall, that sin has no power to, to keep us from God. It's right. no longer, there's no separation between us and God. That's why we are called children of God. So that sin has no power. In fact, the sinful nat- nature that we used to have before Jesus, before knowing and embracing the cross, gone. Yeah, but that's the point before, because see, there are people walking around out there beating themselves over the head thinking that God can't love me, Mm. but they haven't accepted it. They Mm. haven't fully, see, Mm. people have to, you have to fully give yourself to Jesus. You have to fully let down that guard. You have to say, okay, God, you are in charge every Mm. day. You, You pick up your cross every day. Well, it's more like, yes, the Bible says that. And I totally get that. I think it's, I think the point that we really need to make is God, you're in control today. Mm. You take, you take the wheel. You, you be the one I give myself, my body, my soul, my spirit, everything that I am, I give to you to guide me today because Mm. I don't want my will. My will has been really bad. Mm -hmm. And so I give you the, the, the ship. (laughs) I was about to say he's making the captain. Yeah. And you said the ship, (laughs) right? (laughs) That whole thing. Yes, yes, yes. And interesting, you said my will, you know. So, like, God doesn't force you, force you, you know. You you mentioned that God is a gentleman. What did you mean? You didn't mention this moment, but when earlier, we met, yeah. yes, earlier. Well, because, see, for the for all, all these years, I would go and watch my niece and stuff like that, and God would chase me. He would, you know, he would, um, I would feel his love, and I'd be like, uh, no, you don't love me. I got to go. And so I would, I would, 
I would feel him asking me, you know, do you believe me? I love you. I'm like, no, I don't believe that at all. I believe that you can't. I've already, you know, I've messed up too bad and I'm irredeemable. And, but, but I wanted it so bad. I wanted to feel that love and I would start feeling it and I would run. I'd be like, okay, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. And so out the door I'd go and I'd wait in the parking lot or whatever for my sister and everybody to come out. But but it was hard because I knew I could feel him. But I, I you know, and finally that day, that, that day that that song was playing, I was like, okay, God, I give it up. I give it all to you. I can't, I, I want to feel what you're trying to give. Yeah. I want to feel that love. And so I'm going to, I'm going to let go and let you. Mm fill me with that and um wow so yeah i think a lot of the tears all those next several several weeks and months were really about all those years of thinking that i was irredeemable just kind of getting washed away from death to life wow amazing amazing what does your family say about this you know what your sister your niece maybe boy It's, I, I, I'm a little bit more radical than, than, um, yeah, you became a, you became an apostle Paul, huh? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. When you said, yes, don't worry about you, <laughs> about that answer. But I, when you told me, um, all or nothing, it reminded me how the apostle Paul, his zeal for God was so strong that he would go ahead and kill all the Christians. Yeah. Because he thought he was doing the right thing, and he, mm-hmm. he was obeying. He was obeying the law. But when he received Jesus, mm. I mean, his zeal didn't change, but right. just got redirected towards Jesus, towards love instead of hate. Yeah, and he all or nothing, all or nothing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is a, a beautiful, beautiful testimony. <laughs> a beautiful testimony. And um, I'm really glad that you are sharing this because as I told you, you know, it feels like you can't change. You can't, you are a gay and you cannot change, you know, the shameful, even shameful, you know, mm-hmm. but this is not true. Right. And you, you don't even have to force yourself to change. You just have to receive Jesus and he will never force you into deciding him to decide towards him. Mm-hmm. He will never force you into take a decision, but he will, uh, he's going to be like a, a Somebody who's crazy about you bringing you flowers. No, he buys mm-hmm. a bottle of perfume. He's, he wants to convince you that he's worth it. Yeah. You know, he's like a, a, a crazy lover, you know, always knocking at your door. Come on, come on. I love you for real. Come on, I bought you chocolate. <laughs> right. Come on. Hey, I, I, I bought you flowers here. I, I got, I got, I gave my son <laughs> for you. goofy boy yeah. out in the yard with his big boom box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he is, you know, um, he can stop. He can't, you can't stop him. You can't stop his love. You know, right. he can't, you can't stop him from chasing you, but you can stop, you know, right. you, can, you, you can turn around and say can, no, no, exactly. And he will let you. Yes. That's, that's the gentleman mm-hmm. part. He's not going to force himself on you, mm-hmm. but he's going to, he's, but when you turn around and say, okay, uh, there was one point when I decided, I said, well, you know, I love you so much that I'll just be celibate because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't allow myself to do that again because I love you so much and I Mm -hmm. know that that's not something you want and um that was pretty early on I think and then I think I had to repent from that at some point because I actually do want someone in my life Mm -hmm. um and I don't want to be celibate forever but if I if I am I will be yes you know Mm -hmm. um but I want a partner I I want to meet a man I want to Mm. meet the man that God has for me yes 
Mm -hmm. Um, and there've been so many milestones. Like Mm -hmm. one day in, during prayer, I came in and I said, y'all, I bought girl panties. Oh my goodness. The the (laughs) room erupted. Are you kidding? You know, and that was for me a big thing because Mm -hmm. I had been wearing boxers for, I can't even remember, you know, Wow. but I bought girl panties and that, I mean, I know that's kind of a weird thing to say and, but it, Mm -mm. it was huge. Wow. You know, and then I started wearing earrings and, you know, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a boy. And my daughter, one time she was, we were watching Queer Eye. Um, and I normally wouldn't watch that. Which is a show on Netflix. If you don't know what it is. Yeah. And, um, the, the episode she turned to, there was this, and I I think it was an originally female person waking up from surgery Mm. and I, I can't watch this. And she just got so mad. Oh, you're homophobic. I'm like, really? Like my whole life, I lived as a lesbian. So, really... so in this episode, there was like a, so a biological female that she was waking up from a surgery that, that removed her breasts. Ah, and, okay, and pos- I don't know what all parts because yeah. I couldn't watch anymore. But mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. she got so mad at me, and I was like, you know. And so I just went to the Lord about it, and I was like, you know. And what I realized was is that if I were born in this age, if I were born in this age. I probably would have done that to my body. I probably would have changed my sex. And then, well, I would regret that right now. I would regret that a whole lot. And I think that might have built up such a wall that it might have been hard for me to get, not hard for God to get over, but hard for me. Because I believe that there will be a day when I see people changed back to who God made them. I believe that yes. those miracles will happen because I know that God is a God of miracles and that Amen. he will do that. And I believe mm-hmm. it with everything in me. Mm. Amen. I believe it too. Yeah. Mm. Listen, what, what's your last message? What if somebody now is listening to this show and, um, you know, is homosexual, she's homosexual, he's homosexual, he's gay, you know, what, what would be your, and they may be, you know, they hearing the voice of God, what would you tell them? <laughs> I would tell them, don't run. Mm. Don't run. He loves, he loves you. You're not irredeemable. You are redeemable. He is the redeemer. He is the redeemer. He will redeem you from everything you've ever done. It doesn't matter if it's gay. It doesn't matter. Because I think, I think there is a place where in the church, the church has gotten so afraid to even address homosexuality mm-hmm. because of the the climate we live in and the the political correctness or whatever but the thing is is that sexual sin is sexual sin and we forget to say okay um hello straight people you are you know you're sinning too yes <laughs> and um th- that is just as bad yes sexual sin is sexual sin you're going yeah. uh, you know it is it it's going to put up that wall between you and god mm-hmm. and And I I believe that when we are sexually active with somebody that we're not married to, that brings a whole slew of other problems because the spirit world gets involved and we Mm -hmm. get all of their demons, they get all of our demons and and all that stuff gets passed around and it's nasty. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my point would be, if I was talking to the church, I would say, stop pointing your fingers at just the gay people and look around you and address in love. Mm people that are doing the same thing. Yeah. But do it in love because Jesus always, he always addressed people in love. 
the woman at the well. She was like, what? You know, I mean, how many husbands, husbands have yeah. you had? And blah, 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 blah. But she was the first evangelist. She ran into the city and, yeah. you know, he forgave her of everything. And she went out and, you know, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And that is the point. He died for you. He rose again in three days. And my, my message to everyone is that Jesus died for you. Mm-hmm. He is still alive. He came. He, his blood is enough. Mm-hmm. The cross is enough. And you, here's the gospel. He died for you. He rose again in three days. He is alive and he is ready to redeem you for everything. Give your heart to Jesus mm-hmm. and he will make everything new. There will be hard time. There will be. That's that's a promise. Mm-hmm. It's in the Bible. There yeah. will be hard times. But those hard times are made so much easier when you're walking with him. Amen. So I want to thank you for being here today. Mm. Thank you. This has been an amazing experience for me too, you know, and uh, I believe, you know, you touched the heart of somebody who's listening today. So thank you for, for my, so much for coming all the way from Buda or uh, that area all the way here. So guys, um, this is all for today. And uh, if you liked our show, please give us a five star rate. And you can listen to us to different uh, podcasts, um, platforms, and like uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Amazon Music. There are a bunch. And if you liked us, so give us a five-star rate. And uh, see you next time. Send us an email, by the way, at uh, host at faithandcensorpodcast.com. And I'll see you again soon. Have a good day.